From Hollywood, California, we bring you Chapter 18 in the story of Dr. Christian, which stars Gene Herschel and is presented for your enjoyment by the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. Tomorrow, March 7th, Hollywood celebrates the 25th screen anniversary of Gene Herschel. His is an enviable record. He came to Hollywood in 1913 when pictures were still in their early stages. Though he was experienced in screen acting in his native Denmark, he says he got his first Hollywood job because he possessed a wardrobe that boasted of a white tie outfit. It was soon evident that here was a great character actor. And so he was in demand to play in one after another of the films that have made screen history. He collected still pictures from all these films, and from this remarkable collection, he has selected some of the finest to put in his album of Hollywood stars, which he offers now as his personal souvenir so that all his radio and film fans may celebrate his screen anniversary with him. Here's what you do to get a copy. Send your name and address and 10 cents to defray cost of preparation and postage to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York. Let me repeat. If you want Gene Herschel's album of Hollywood stars, send 10 cents and your name and address to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York. Among the most popular of all the Vaseline preparations is Vaseline hair tonic, and its use is increasing every day as more and more people learn the importance of scalp health. Listen to the voice of one authority. Before shampooing the hair, it is advisable to rub Vaseline hair tonic into the scalp, massaging thoroughly. In massaging the scalp, work it round and round with a fingertip so as to keep it normally loose. Tincture of green soap may be used as a shampoo, though any good soap will answer the purpose. After you have shampooed your hair, brush on a little of the Vaseline hair tonic to keep it in place and give the well-groomed look that is so much admired. Vaseline hair tonic supplements the natural oils and helps you get rid of a dry scalp condition. It comes in 40 and 70 cent bottles at all drugstores. And now we give you Gene Hersholt as Dr. Paul Christian and resume the story of the Doctor of River's End. There has been a series of motor accidents in River's End, all occurring under about the same circumstances, all happening to milk trucks. In each case, the milk truck was wrecked by another truck, and in each case, that other truck got away without being identified. Finally, a milk driver was killed, and the River's End boy, Bob Marvin, was recognized as a passenger on the truck which caused the smash-up. Bob Marvin is now facing trial for manslaughter. Dr. Christian expressed the belief that the accidents were the work of racketeers, and shortly thereafter, a mysterious gentleman appeared and warned Dr. Christian to get out of the state until after the Marvin trial. As the present chapter opens, Dr. Christian's car pulls up at the side of the road in front of Jess Andrews' dairy farm. Hey, Jess. Hello, Dr. Christian. Say, uh, just in time for dinner. Come on in. I'll have Jane set another place. Mm. Thanks, Jess, but I've got to go over to Henry Tuttle's house. I hear Mrs. Tuttle's expecting the stork. Say, it hasn't arrived yet, has it? No, but it's due any time now. And as soon as I see her, I've got to get back to the office. I've got a lot of things to attend to this afternoon. I'll be at Bob Marvin's trial all day tomorrow. How do you figure that case? Do you think they'll send Bob Marvin up? Well, I don't know. He has pretty good loyal. I hate to say it, Dr. Christian, because Mrs. Marvin's a fine woman. And it'd be pretty hard on her if her only boy is sent to prison for manslaughter. In fact, I wouldn't say to anybody but you. But 
Bob Marvin knows a lot more about that smash-up than he wants to tell. Mm, you think so? I sure do. And I think he knows plenty about those other three smash-ups. Why? Oh, I've got my reasons. But why? What connection has that smash-up with the other three? Didn't it ever strike you as funny that all those accidents happened to milk trucks? Why is it always milk trucks that get run into? Yes, it, it has struck me as funny. It doesn't make sense that all those smash-ups should happen to milk trucks just by accident. Uh, who was driving your truck when the accident happened? Carl, my boy. Well, I guess he was the only milk truck driver I didn't have to patch up. Yeah, that's one good thing. Carl wasn't hurt. But it cost me $73 to have my truck fixed up. And that's not counting all the milk that was spilled and a lot of new cans I had to buy. And the same thing happened to Jacob Wise and Joe Carson of the River Zanberry. Yes, I've been talking to them. But look here. When this other truck ran into Carl, didn't he see who was driving it? How could he? It was night. And the truck bumped into him and kept right on going. Oh, sure, there was two men, but he couldn't tell who they were. Well, didn't he try to get the truck's license number? <laughs> sure, Carl's nobody's fool. But the license plates were all covered with mud. He couldn't make them out. Well, Jacob Weiss told me the same thing when I talked to him yesterday. He thinks it was the same truck in each case. Sure it was. The same truck that killed Matt Williams. Why, the second time it ran into Carl... The second time? Uh, you had another smash-up? Well, uh, yes, yes. Uh, two nights before Matt Williams was killed. Oh, not much damage done. Some milk spilled and my left fender bent. I'm not saying anything about it, so just forget it. Not saying anything about it? Well, why not? Now, look, Dr. Christian, I've been talking too much already. It isn't going to do anybody any good for me to be going around shooting off my mouth. I'm not anxious to get into any more trouble myself, and I don't want to get Bob Marvin into any more trouble. Say, you keep on coming back to Bob Marvin. Well, he didn't have anything to do with those other accidents. All right, let's just drop it. Well, did he? Well, if he did, it'll be brought out at the trial tomorrow. I'm not out to protect Bob himself. But we've been friends of the Marvins for years, and I'm not going to say anything to hurt Mrs. Marvin. What could you say? Nothing. I'm just not talking about it. Uh, you don't think that Bob Marvin was driving around the country at night running into milk trucks? I didn't say he was driving, but he knows who the driver was. Well, then why doesn't he clear himself by telling? <laughs> why did he keep quiet while the driver got away and completely disappeared? Well, you figure it out for yourself, Dr. Christian. I want to keep out of it. Well, you're as bad as Jacob Weiss and Joe Carson. None of you want to say anything. Well, what's the use of talking? We can't prove anything. Well, but you must have some reason for thinking Bob Marvin is really mixed up in this affair. Well, you better talk to Jake Wise and Joe Carson about it. Well, don't worry, I will. I'll see them again today. And keep my name out of it. I don't want to get into any more trouble. Two smash-ups are enough. How do you know you won't have another one? I won't have any more. Yes. How long have you been a member of the Farmers Protective Organization? Huh? Say, how do you know... Who told you I was a member? You did? Well, I didn't say anything of the sort. I... Not in so many words, but you told me just the same. After your second smash-up, you decided it would be a pretty good idea to join, didn't you? Now you're sure you won't have any more smash-ups. I don't see how you figure that out. Well, it was a half a guess, but I think it was a pretty good guess at that. You are a member, aren't you? Well, yes. Yes, I joined up. Thought it would be a good thing. No... What does the organization do for you? Well, it's, uh, it's a kind of an insurance proposition. In other words, you thought it would be cheaper to bribe them to let you alone than to go on having smash-ups. No, I didn't say that, Dr. Christian. I didn't say that at all. It's the truth, whether you said it or not. You're paying the Farmers Protective Organization to let you alone. Now, wait a minute, Doctor. If I think the organization can help me and I take out a membership, it's my own business. No. No, you're wrong. It's the whole community's business. 
If you let them whip you into line, it's just as much easier for them to whip the next airman into line. Well, it's my own affair, and nobody's got a right to interfere. Well, if you had smallpox, it would be your own affair, too. But if you're having it endangered other people, they'd not only have the right to interfere, they would interfere. This is the same thing. Now, my belonging to the organization doesn't hurt anyone. I'm running a dairy business here, and I've got to keep out of trouble. I don't want what happened to Matt Williams to happen to my boy. What about Mrs. Marvin's boy? Oh, the organization isn't going to do anything to him. Oh, yes, they are. They've got him scared, too. Scared so he won't talk. They're going to railroad him to prison. Let him be sent up for ten years, maybe, for something he didn't do. Dr. Christian, if I told what I know, it wouldn't help Bob Marvin one bit. It'd make things worse for him. Why? Because Bob's mixed up in that racket as much as anyone else. He's the one who asked me to join the organization. Bob did? Yes. He came around here to see me a couple of times. Well, did he... Did he get tough with you? No, we just talked things over, nice and polite. But when I refused to sign up, this fellow Wilcox came around. Wilcox? Who's he? One of the gang, I suppose. He also collected the fees. Oh. Anyway, he got pretty hard-boiled. Said if I didn't sign up, I'd be good and sorry. I thought he was bluffing. And then your truck was wrecked. That's right. But I didn't even sign up then. Although he came around a few days later and got pretty heavy again. Told me I'd better think it over and call him up at the Rivers End Hotel before Saturday. Did you call him? No. But that night, Carl had another accident. And I wasn't taking any more chances. I paid up. That's the whole story. But it won't help Bob Marvin any. He's as guilty as the rest of them. Well, Bob might be mixed up in this affair, but he's not as guilty as the rest of them. Oh, he isn't that kind of a boy. No, there are a lot of others in this milk racket. And if Bob will tell who they are, he can save himself. Well, he won't tell. Well, maybe he will when he sees we have the whole story anyhow. And, and before Bob comes to trial tomorrow, I will have. Doc! Look out! Look out, Doc! Lordy, that was a close call. Why, it looked as if that car was deliberately trying to run you down. continue the story of Dr. Christian in just a moment. If you have let your supply of Vaseline petroleum jelly get low, won't you replenish it at once? For you never know when an emergency requiring it will arrive. For example... Oh, mommy! Mommy! Hey, what's the matter? What happened? I cut my veil. Oh, don't cry, darling. I'll fix it. My, that is bleeding. Here, darling, hold your hand under the faucet. Oh, mommy, it hurts. poor baby. My goodness. What in the world were you doing? Oh, what a shame, darling. Now, we'll just put some antiseptic on that, and we'll dress it with Vaseline petroleum jelly and put a sterile bandage on it. And the very next day... Betty... Don't you think you should have a fresh bandage on your hand? Yes, Mother. Let me look at it. Now, you see, the bandage comes off easily because we put Vaseline jelly on the wound. And yes, it is healing nicely. Now, we'll just put some more Vaseline jelly on there and a fresh piece of gauze, and you'll be all well in no time. 
Vaseline jelly has earned the reputation of being the handiest thing in the house through more than 50 years of service to humanity. It is manufactured with skillful care, sterilized in the process of manufacture, and packed in sterilized containers. No household should be without this valuable aid for treating minor injuries like Betty's, for it costs only 10 cents a bottle at any drugstore. When you buy, be sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. And by the way, prices mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. And so we return to the story of Dr. Christian. The time is early evening of the same day. Judy is waiting in the office for Dr. Christian's return. Cedar 3-3. Yes, Central 3-3. Hello? Uh, this is Dr. Christian's office. Is Mr. Clark there? Uh, oh, on his way over here? Well, is Dr. Christian with him? Uh, uh, has Dr. Christian been there this evening? I see. Well, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, Roy, have you seen Dr. Christian? Why, no, not since he was here for office hours this afternoon. I was just going to ask you where he was. Well, he went out for supper, but that was an hour and a half ago, and he hardly ever takes more than 30 minutes. Besides, he has an appointment here right now, Mr. Clark. Well, if he has an appointment, he'll show up. Nothing to worry about. I'm not worrying about the appointment. It's, it's... Well, I'm afraid something's happened to him. Just because he's a little late getting back from supper? Oh, now, don't be silly. Not being silly. I'm really afraid. Has Dr. Christian talked to you about the Farmers Protective Organization? Why, yes. yes. He said something about it. Yes, he said he thought it was a racket. Uh, now he's sure of it. He's been working night and day getting the facts. And even before he started working, they warned him that he'd better get out of the state. Warned him? Who warned him? What are you trying well, to tell man, me? He came in here one evening and told Dr. Christian to get out of the state before the day of the trial. Threatened him. Oh, now, hold on a minute. Is this something you've dreamed? It you... happened. Dr. Christian told me. Oh, now, Judy, aren't you drawing on your imagination a little bit? If someone threatened him, he would have gone to the police. Oh, he didn't take it seriously. Well, neither do I. And the fact remains, nothing has happened to him. Something did happen today. Hmm? He was standing at the side of the road talking to Jess Andrews, and a car almost ran into him. He had to jump over the fence to get away from it. That gang is after him. I've had to jump out of the way of cars lots of times. But that's no sign a gang is after him. Oh, I know. It doesn't do any good to talk. You won't believe me, and neither will he. But just the same... Well, and why should a gang be after him? Because he knows too much about this milk racket, and he's going to tell what he knows on the witness stand tomorrow. Well, whether you believe me or not, I'm going to phone the police. Oh, now, wait a minute. Now, don't do anything like that. You'll make Doc look ridiculous. I don't care. Now, what can you tell the police? That a car almost ran into him. Something that happens to hundreds of people every day. Besides, the car isn't going to come back and take a second crack at him. Well, then they'll do something else. They've threatened him and... Okay, okay, so they've threatened him. Told him to leave the state before the trial. Well, he hasn't left, and so far, the only thing that's occurred is this car scare of yours. And the trial is tomorrow. They've still got tonight. Say, where do you get all these ideas? At the movies? I've always thought you had pretty sound sense. I don't but care what you think. I'm going to phone the police oh, and no. find out what... Oh. oh, hello, Roy. There you are, Judy. You 
and let the police go on with their card game or whatever they do when they're not chasing gangs. Huh. <laughs> What's the matter? Judy was getting a bit worried about you. About me? Well, you went out for supper and you were gone an hour and a half. Oh, I forgot to tell you. After supper, I went over to see Mrs. Tuttle. Oh. Her baby hasn't arrived yet. No. How is she now? Well, some better. But our complications. If you only had a little more time. But it's getting pretty close. You really think it's serious, huh? I'm afraid so. I'm awfully afraid this time she may not pull through. Have you said anything to Henry? Not yet. No use worrying him. Any calls for me, Judy? No, but I called Mr. Clark, and he's on his way over here. Good. Well, I guess you might as well run along home. Uh, and watch out for gangsters and speeding automobiles. Oh. <laughs> Say, Doc, what about that near automobile accident? Judy was just telling me. I'm not so sure it was an accident. On the level. Do you think that someone was trying good to... Good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Clark. Hello there. Good evening, Mr. Clark. I hope I'm not breaking up the little gathering. No, I'm just leaving. Well, you're going to be busy, Dr. Christian. I'll get along, too. See you tomorrow. Good night, Mr. Clark. Good night. Good night. Well, what's new? Uh, nothing. I spent all afternoon with Bob Marvin. He still sticks to the story that he was hitchhiking, that the truck picked him up. Still claims he doesn't know who the driver was? Swears he never saw the driver before in a sense. Hasn't the slightest idea who he is. Now, what does he say about the Farmers Protective Organization? Oh, he admits that he did go to work for them about two months ago. Says he worked for a week and then quit. Then he's lying. In the first place, he tried to get Jess Andrews to join the organization only a couple of weeks ago. How do you know? Jess told me. But Marvin called on him several times. He did? Well, if we're going to save Bob, we've got to get at the truth somehow. Can't you shake his story about how he came to work for the Farmers Protective Organization? No, he sticks to it like grim death. Says he wrote the organization for a job. They answered and said they'd give him a week's trial. At the end of the week, he quit. So he never actually met anyone from the organization? He says not. What's more, I checked up on his story. The organization says he was never on their payroll at all. Oh, but his mother tells me that up to the time he was arrested, he was getting $125 a week. That doesn't make sense either. They'd never pay a green boy such a sum just to organize the farmers. Unless it is a racket. You know, a racket is a word used pretty freely these days. As far as I can see, the Farmers Protective Organization is a perfectly legitimate union organized to help the farmer get better prices for his milk. Well, then who paid Bob Marvin? And why? Has it occurred to you that he's mixed up in something else? That the organization has nothing to do with this at all? I know better. What? I can prove the organization is a racket. I can prove Bob Marvin and several others are connected with it. I think I can even give you the name of the man who drove the truck that killed Matt Williams. Pardon me. Hello? Oh, yes, Henry. Yes, how long has he been having them? I see. Oh, where are you phoning from, Henry? Well, you go on back and stay with her and I'll be right out. No, now, now, don't feel that way. You go on home, and I'll, I'll be with you in five, uh, 15 minutes. All right. Goodbye, Henry. I've got to go out to the Tuttle's right away. Yes, but you can't go now. I must have this information tonight. I'll get in touch with you the minute I get back. Well, can't the call wait for a while? No, it's urgent. The lives of a woman and a baby depend on it.
a minute, Dr. Christian. We want to see you. Yeah, you're going with us. Why, what, what are you talking about? What do you want? We'll have plenty of time to talk that over later, Dr. Christian. And you'd better come along quiet. Oh, but I can't go, would you? I'm calling on a patient. A patient can wait. It's an emergency case. She's going come to... Come on, cut out the talk and get in this car. Will you listen to me just a minute? The woman in there is going to have a baby. They can call another doctor. There isn't another doctor on River Sand. The nearest one is in Center City. And these people are poor. They haven't a telephone. They expect me. They... They'll wait for me. Yeah, and when they wait long enough, they'll find out you ain't coming. They'll get somebody else. I'll get in the car here. If they wait long enough, it'll be too late. This isn't an ordinary case. The woman will die. Well, ain't that too bad. Get in the car before... Wait a second, Mac. If you have something to say to me, I'll talk to you afterwards. I'll give you my word of honor. But now you've got to let me go. Don't you see I'm not thinking about myself or about you? It's that woman and the yeah, baby. Are gonna stand here and Shut up. Whatever business you have with me, it, it has nothing to do with her. She hasn't harmed you. If you don't let me go in, she'll die. She has two other little children. You can't take a mother away from them. But I don't care who you are or what you want me for. You can't be that cruel. You, you can't do it. And I promise you, promise you, I'll go with you as soon as I'm true. It's about nine o'clock now. How long will you be in there? I don't know. I, but whenever I'm true, I'll go with you. Okay. Say, are you nuts? You're going to let Shut him... Shut up. Now, listen, Christian. I'm going in with you. And you can tell him you brought me along to run errands or something. I'll be watching you every second if you try to telephone. They haven't any telephone. All right. But don't try to tip off anyone who I am or try to get any help. If you do, you'll be dead before the help gets there. Do you understand that? Yes. Yes, I give you my word of honor I won't. You stay here with the car, Mac. Go ahead, doctor. I'll be right behind you. He's been in there since nine. Six hours. Ah, oh, take it easy. The doc knows his business, and women have had kids before. Why, your own wife has already had two. Everything will be all right. Oh, he could have come up for a minute. Tell me what's happened. Well, he's busy. Mrs. Thomas is in there with him. He could have sent her out. Oh, sit down. Relax. It ain't doing you no good to worry. It ain't doing her no good either. Why, I remember... Doctor! Dr. Christian! Yes, Henry. How? How is she? Henry, there's... There's been a little complication. I put off telling you because I thought maybe I wouldn't have to, but now I'm what? afraid... What is it? What is it, Dr. Christian? It's this, Henry. I'm doing every blessed thing I can. But Agnes may not pull through. Oh, Doc! Doc! You must face it, Henry. No, 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 no. You've got to save it, Doc. 
You've got to do that. Do anything. Anything. Only, only save her. Dr. Christian? Yes, I'm coming. It's pretty tough. But this guy, Christian, will do everything he can. You can bank on that. Because, well, he sort of risked his own life to come here. If you'll only save her. Save her. That's all I have. Well, he said there was a chance. And if there's a chance at all, he'll make good. And those two other kids of yours, what are they? Boys or girls? Girls. I suppose you was hoping this one would be a boy. Yeah. But I don't care about that now. That doesn't matter. She's all that matters. It's funny. You and me sit here, a couple of husky grown men, big guys, and we can't do anything about it. Sort of makes a man think uh, maybe he ain't so important after all. I'm going in there. I'm going in and see what's happening. No, you don't. Now sit down. I'm going in. If she's going to die, I'm going to see her. Sit down. She ain't going to die. I'm going to see her, I tell you. Get in there. Now take it easy. I don't want you in there. I'm going to find her. Now I'm going much a fella can say at a time like this. But one thing, you can be certain the doc did what was best. I know he did, because he's that kind of a guy. You only have to see him and talk to him a little while to know he's tops. Well, Henry. What about Agnes, Doc? Agnes is all right. She's not dead? No, she came through it much better than I dared hope. She's going to be fine. And, Henry, you've got a husky son, too. Oh, Doc, thank God. Thank God she's alive. Can, can I see her? Just, just to look at her. Is she really all right? Why, <laughs> sure, Henry, I guess so. Oh, Mrs. Thomas. Yes, Doctor. You know what to do now, and she'll be all right, I'm sure. Yes, Doctor. Just let Henry stay with her for a minute. No longer. Thank Doc. Pardon? This is the first time I ever went through anything like this. Are they all this way? No, fortunately. Are you all finished? Yes. You know, I took a big chance on you, but I guess you're okay. It's too bad I gotta do what I gotta do. Well, get your stuff together and we'll be moving. Mac will be burned up having to wait for us this long. And you've got to take a long ride tonight.
miss the thrilling conclusion of this story, broadcast at this same time next Sunday afternoon. Action, suspense, developments which will hold you fascinated every minute, and a finish which will surprise you. If you didn't write down the address of Vaseline products so that you could send for Gene Herschel's album of Hollywood stars, his personal souvenir to his radio and film fans, get a pencil and do so now. Address Vaseline products, 17 State Street, New York. And close 10 cents to defray cost of preparation and postage. Write your own name and address clearly and say, I want Gene Herschel's album of Hollywood stars. Get this stunning book of 36 marvelous pictures from Gene Herschel's own collection of stills of famous motion pictures. Many of your screen favorites appear in the album. It's a chance of a lifetime to get unusual pictures of such stars as Sonia Henney, Robert Taylor, Shirley Temple, Clark Gable, Mary Pickford, Helen Hayes, Rudolph Valentino, Gene Harlow, and a host of other famous players. With the album goes a first aid chart which you will find permanently useful. It tells you what to do in emergencies before the doctor comes. Gene Herschel, who appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, will return at this same hour next Sunday with another chapter of Dr. Christian, the story of how Dr. Christian outwits the forces that threaten him and finally smashes the milk ring. Be sure to listen for the thrilling conclusion. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparations. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.